I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It is the 9th of July of Friday. This is the COB. Great to be here with you. I'm Nadine Blaney. Scuddy is in the house. Back with you. How are you doing? I'm great. It's uh, it's my little freedom day in a day when we've been put into a harder lockdown here in Sydney. But uh, yeah, I was in uh, I was in quarantine because I was getting uh, waiting my results back from a COVID test that took quite a while, unfortunately. But uh, it's all negative, which is. Good news. That is bullish. Bearish is the picture that's being painted across this market map today. I mean, there was, well, not a lot of hiding today. I mean, Fortescue held on really well, considering we also saw iron ore prices come off overnight at least. It was up by about four-tenths of a percent. Mineral resources as well doing pretty well. So there's the iron ore story. Energy, I guess some of the smaller names looking pretty good. Ample, uh, Beach Energy. But, you know, the, the damage was done across most major sectors. Yeah, I think uh, the tell was yesterday, just the inability for the market to go on with that uh, initial surge. It came out of nowhere, it's got to be said, but uh, was that to me was that sign that, uh, that it was vulnerable. Uh, now we'll see whether it's going to be the start of a longer lasting correction. I've seen this multiple times. The one thing that has been driving the market, and uh, up until recently has been pretty much welcomed, has been that declining long bond yields. But they're starting to creep off the lows as well. So if that's any indication, maybe, just maybe, we're not going to go and see uh, no, much more saline. We'll All right. Tonight. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's been it's been a bit of a rough week for global share markets. I mean, I say that and then you put it in perspective. I mean, we hit record highs, uh, you know, just yeah, a day tough. or two ago. Well, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't five in a row, though. No, I guess uh, I guess the big question is about the rally in bonds. So, you know, lots of people saying, is it a reflection of the Delta variant, which more people are concerned about? Is it reflection about, you know, the fact that we've seen the best of this economic recovery, the fact that, you know, we will see tapering, so perhaps that could slow the economic recovery, or a short covering rally of some extreme short bond positions. I had a good chat with Westy, Chris Weston from Pepperstone. It's online if you want to uh, listen to it, and uh, you get to get his view there. What's your view, Scotty? Oh, so unlike me to have an opinion. Uh Look, I think a lot more is technical driven. Uh, a lot of people position for that reflation trade. Uh, I don't think it's. I don't think it's over. To be honest, I just think that uh, markets uh, are being increasingly willing to go and price in outcomes and guesstimate as to what the future looks and like. And do it quickly too. Yeah, and incredibly quickly. They just haven't given this cycle a chance. Uh, which I find remarkable because in the United States, here in Australia and everything else, we haven't even really started to go and have the proper reopening, let alone like, you know, get to where it's you know, fully fledged. And I think we'll get there eventually over time. But you've got to give it time, folks. The people, it's, oh, it's all, all over and everything else. But I still think that uh, the highs for the, uh, the cycle when it comes to yields haven't been seen. I still think we'll see uh, steeper yields in time. The Fed is an interesting one. Uh, people talking about that preemptive move. 
All I'll say is just go back and look at the previous tightening cycle after the GFC. The Fed was exactly the same. Oh, we're going to be hiking in 2012, 2013. And didn't do it. So um, I think it's exactly the same outcome this time. Yeah, I don't think it's a, it takes a genius to know, though, that, uh, you know, bond yields will rise eventually. It's just uh, it's taken longer than we thought. Tell that, tell that in Japan. <laughs> yeah, well, well, true. Ma- well, mind you, Bank of Japan pretty much is the uh, JGB market, so maybe, <laughs> maybe that's it. Yeah, could be. Okay, so um, no correction as far as you think in terms of this uh, this equity market. I mean, anybody I spoke with this week is still saying we will continue to push higher. There's just there's not any options out there. That's the thing. Like if there was if there was other options out there, but even bonds now look relatively expensive. You got to say, uh, given what the other uh, growth outlook still looks like, um, so you put two and two together and say, well, still a lot of money sloshing around. Yeah, not probably going to be pumped out as uh, as much uh, later this year, early next year as what we're seeing right now. But uh, it's got to find a home, and uh, certainly, unless we see some real catastrophic uh, outcome with the Delta variant or something new on the horizon as well, it's got to be added. Uh, yeah, I, anything's just going to be uh, by the dip. Yeah. Um, okay. So let us just consider what is what we learned this week. I mean, RBA shortening the period of the bond yield target look by one billion dollars from November. Many banks now reassessing what they believe will be happening in terms of the QE program from there. Uh, market pricing is for a rate hike towards sort of end of 2022, early 2023. But what we do know is that, again, it's just been reinforced to me that it's all about unemployment. It's all about wages. It's all about underemployment and utilization. I mean, it's the same narrative. And the Reserve Bank, you know, did point out, low did, again this week, that wages growth in Australia pre-pandemic was anemic. There's a lot of work to do. Yeah, and uh, a lot of people are looking at what's going on with the supply of labour, particularly immigration. Uh, most of the migrants that come to Australia of working age population, uh, which you know, adds to that so no, uh, no ability to go and quash any wage pressures in any industries that go and build over time. I'm glad that uh, he raised that in his speech. Uh, I talked about it in, a, in one of my views about a month or so ago about how I think it's going to be one of the key election issues because... I think a lot of people looked at uh, what was going on prior to the pandemic and while we're sort of muddling along, it wasn't terrible at the same time. The economy wasn't really you know, going gun-ho as well. So uh, interesting to see how it all plays out when it comes to uh, the labour market because the next sort of six to 12 months to me, in this period of time when we don't have the, uh, the, the international border open, uh, we're going to get some really good insights as to how Australia performs when you don't have that migration tap turned on. Yeah, okay, and that is a, a debate that you've raised before and that will continue. I thought that uh, the Reserve Bank Governor's comments on that front were very measured, you know, talking about oh, migration versus low-skilled and the demand that's created by migration. So, yeah, yeah. but it is live. Yeah, no, it's, and I think it's going to be one of those debates. It, it flares up from time to time. I remember writing about it years ago. Yeah. Uh, so it's nothing, nothing new, but uh, it does give us an opportunity to go and see what if. It's, that's the key difference. So what if. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad it's having the debate. I know, no, do we make it too easy to go and, and get to permanent residency and become a citizen? It's not up for me to de- go and decide, but I uh, know we're going to go and as a uh, nation, probably have an election issue, go to uh, make our own say. Yeah. All right. Well, look, I was reminded today that we are approaching reporting season. You know how I love it, Scotty. Yeah, it's totally a highlight of you. No, <laughs> you're a double highlight of a year, of course. Get, yeah, get to do it twice. Get to do it twice. Uh, Viva Energy came out today upgrading its outlook, and it was the best performer on the 200. And I should say that the close is brought to us by markets.com. So Viva Energy up by about 5%. So there were 
companies that made some some decent gains. Parenti was up as well after one of its subsidiaries uh, got a contract up by four and a half percent. Whitehaven Coal, it's been pretty volatile as of late. It was up by about one and a half percent today. On the flip side, we had um, yeah we had CSR down significantly. It was uh, down by about six and a half percent. Western areas as well saw its price target cut by Macquarie. Um, but back on the and, and Zip gave back some of yesterday's gains. You weren't here for it, but oh, know, I saw it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm sure you did. So it gave back about six percent of yesterday's gains. Um, but on reporting season, Audinate was another one of those companies that did come out and update the market, upgrade the market, and what a day for that to be. Rudy Philippek Van Dykes from FN Arena, life-changing stock pick. Life-changing stock. You must have. You, you've seen the series that's been on the call this week. I'm sure you have. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but anyway, so what we've been doing, instead of doing a stock of the day, we've been asking our guests to provide one company that they think over the long term, you know, could make a matzah. And uh, Audinate was Rudy Philippic Van Dykes. Let's hear what Claude Walker as well from A Rich Life had to pick. What were you going to say there? You're waving your arms around. No, it's like, oh, it's like live concerts going to be back everywhere. We're going to be like, no, rocking out with Audinate. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Let's listen into the reasoning. People who are not familiar with this stock, and I'm obviously I'm 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 lucky today. The market is down. This stock is up by by more than four and a half percent because they upgraded the market today. But this was one of the reasons why I bought this stock. One of them, because I do believe that this stock potentially could become a uh, ten bagger, as they as they as they call it in the jargon, which which <laughs> could mean a lot of growth uh, for for a prolonged period of time. So what Energy One does is they uh, provide a range of software solutions to um, participants in the wholesale energy markets. What we've got is a company trading on 7.3 times annualized recurring revenue. Now, take a step back. What we also know is these guys are free cash flow positive, so they don't need to raise capital except for acquisitions and stuff like that. And on top of that, uh, you know, they make a profit, they've historically paid a dividend, and they have great insider alignment. This company can benefit from growth. It has plenty of room to grow, not really in Australia, but certainly in Europe. And then it, even if it acquires in the US, it might do that in the long term. And then, of course, like at 7.3 times ARR, I don't think it's very highly priced for a cash flow positive, profitable software company. All right. So that is Audinate and Energy One from Rudy Philippek Van Dyke and Claude Walker from A Rich Life. Energized. Feel it. Woo. Okay. Uh, you can catch up with that if you missed it or'd like to listen to that in full via the uh, website, the app, or the call podcast. Look, we aim to please. So, Scuddy, uh, we have a number of really great interviews that you can connect to via the show notes uh, attached to this podcast. Uh, we've got uh, Jay Powell speaking next week, but it's in front of Congress. So sometimes well, I hate to say it, but it's not that enlightening. Uh, we also have... Um, Transitory. Yeah, we've got uh, consumer price inflation coming out of the U.S. We've got GDP in China, which is probably going to be a little bit more interesting now. And we've got jobs here in Australia. Yeah, it's, uh, the PPI data was quite hot out of China. But uh, that being said, the CPI data was very weak. I know a lot of it was driven by food. 
But uh, I get a sense that uh, you know we're already hearing talk about the Chinese uh, you know, Communist Party telling the PBOC to go and start loosening the purse strings on those smaller banks, the reserve ratio requirement, uh, you know, and lowering that down to release some cash that has to be kept in the balance sheet there at banks to go and help support lending. Something tells me that uh, it's slowed down a little bit more than what we uh, were anticipating. Lots of uh, demand for commodities, no one's doubting that, but uh, certainly uh, this doesn't seem to be uh, no humming, as you'd expect. Well, we'll see what happens there on the policy front uh, in unfortunately China. Unfortunately, as well, we also get the, the Labor Force uh, survey here in Australia, but I think it's been superseded now by what's going on in New South Wales because that will definitely have an impact, not only here, but uh, no, more broadly across the country, especially if it's extended beyond what we're already looking at here. I think everyone in Sydney's got to the point where it's going to be at least probably a month now. No, how much longer? Who knows? Yeah, um, look, it's unfortunate, but that is what we're heading into. It's going to be a wet, grey weekend, I think, here in Sydney as well. So I hope you stay dry, Scotty. We'll pick the conversation up tomorrow. Uh, I shouldn't say tomorrow. I should say Monday morning. Yeah, well, well, we can't actually. You'd have to be on the telephone because we can't go meet face-to-face and everything else. Yet. I know, oh. I know. All right, everybody stay safe. Have a really good weekend. I hope you enjoy it wherever you are. Bye.